Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned to you. This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin' Be on the sofa Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor Don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the vultures I feel them the dopeness and proper dosage Well, do it right! Okay, so Of course Failure all around. Okay. Um, not sure how much or if any of that y'all heard. Uh, this is a Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. we got a different format here, not with the show, but how it's being produced. We are, Cam and I are in the same uh, space here. I'm sitting here in Cam's living room, and we're trying to uh, use, like, the like the boom mic or, you know, the, the external microphone and just kind of talk into the thing. But uh, that didn't seem to be working. So, um, uh, okay, yeah, we're both here. Now, now it, it works a bit better. So, yeah, I can, I can hear you. You can hear me. A little unorthodox. Let's, uh, okay. I, I, need, I need to get some, wait, okay, so we got some, some Twitter. I'm hoping this. Yeah. <laughs> Chat room is open. Uh, twin. Um, how do we sound? Is this something we could do for the next two damn hours? Uh, uh, sounding like this? Are we uh, quality enough? Uh, let me know in the chat room. I'll see you there. Hopefully you can get access to the chat. Not listening to that. Uh, but I'm going to assume we can get this. We're fine. So again, trash at cam. Got uh, certainly a lot to talk about. Uh, Wrestling-wise, we got some, some some other stuff to talk about. Definitely want to get into. I had a rather interesting Twitter conversation today, and better part of three or four days. And I wanted to uh, bring up some bring up some of the topics that were on that show or on that uh, uh, Twitter conversation. Just wrestling fandom. Uh, kind of, uh, not just the fandom, but the analyzing it, what we do here, talking shit about it, and attitudes towards just a lot of things, and I'll get into it a little bit later, but, but for now, uh, let me go ahead and give out all those pertinent, uh, if you want to call us to the show and talk directly to us, because we certainly would like to talk directly to you, hit us up on the Constellation Line, give us a call at 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Put us up on the email tip, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Have you checked the email in the last two, three days? Uh, yeah. I think you're going to see a good one there. Oh, with the PDF or the doc or whatever, doc, plus I should have. Oh, I didn't even know there were there was PDF. Well, wow. not PDF. 
Question in the group, me too. They making fun of me for spelling good wrong and not answering and the not question. Saying, yeah. Well, let's, let's get these jokes off. They're necessary. Come on, guys. Huh? I hear you both following. Nuance to it, John A. There we go. Now follow it is good. All right. Well, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, uh, oh, wait. Do you have your, uh, your Twitter poll? Um, I know it depends whether or not, like, this actually becomes, like, the headline of the week. Certainly the thing I found most interesting. Um, and I'm not sure, just by the nature of what we do, that it's going to be, like, the caller's focal point, like, you guys you have your own ideas and all things you feel important. So, you know, Monday Night Raw, uh, you know, back at SummerSlam, Charlotte beat Sasha for the uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. 
And basically at that point, um, there's been speculation about, you know, her being taken off the road for 30 days. You know, come to find out she was injured prior to that. So this is basically, um, you know, this is her going away for a while. But she comes out this last Monday night and kind of starts to delve into the maybe I have to retire speech. And nobody really has, you know, too much detail on exactly what's going on. So she starts to talk about uh, the women's revolution and then has some interesting history. It kind of skips over, gosh, about three maybe? So we're talking about Moolah and oh, Mae Young, right, right. and then you get to Alundra Blaze, which is late 80s, early 90s. Um, and so, you know, there's, I'm sure the 60s and 70s and 80s happened, um, probably, because I have, you know, parents and grandparents. But she kind of skips over that, and I'm going to talk about the Trishes and the Litas and, you know, kind of taking women's wrestling out of the basement that was Braun Panties matches and fighting in a, um, a kiddie pool matches and, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, as this is going on, she finally gets to the point where it sounds like, you know, she's going to talk about, you know, having to go away um, for medical reasons. And, you know, Dana Brooke comes out. In the show, Dana Brooke had issues with Charlotte being her number two and not getting the job done. And so Charlotte basically, you know, um, emboldens her to, to go out and do something about the things that have been happening. So come to find out, it's swerved by Sasha. Sasha's fine. Um, but the segment basically ends with Sasha calling Dana Brooke in the city. Now, we documented here on the show that, you know, Dana Brooke had, I guess, a pec uh, injury that stopped her from working out. I don't know how many of you guys have had that. Um, hurts like shit. And, you know, a big part of cardio is being able to move your shoulders back and forth. can't do that with a bad pec. Like, you can't run. I had a guy I played ball with in high school. We literally ran one arm down. Maybe he'd be okay. But the rest of us who use our elbows, um, that probably wouldn't work out. So, uh, you know, Dana can't work out. Dana's probably a person that's not naturally 130 pounds or whatever. She probably walks around a bit heavier and that has to work at it. So, you know, she's... Which is the reason why she was, she looks so good when she's all cut up. And yeah, on her yeah, on, yeah, because it's... It, not abnormal, it's not the right word, yeah. but it, it's really her putting in something extra. And, yeah, with her, with her natural size, you know, on top of that, it's, it's a pretty good uh, juxtaposition. So, you know, with all that said, like, Sasha Banks, who is probably the most petite wrestler they've had. Um, At least it's definitely her and A.J. Lee. Yeah, and even, even I think A.J. carries a bit more muscle than Sasha, yeah. especially through the legs. But, um, you know, somebody who's petite, Maybe to the point that she would have to probably dial her wrestling style back um, in order to avoid injury is the person who makes that comment. So my immediate rea- reaction is, in the same five minutes that you touted how far along the women's division has come, you feel the need to point out a physical flaw in your the, opponent. The hackiest, the hackiest, easiest, most non-creative. It's uh, been uh, criticized. Right that we've been criticizing, you know, for years, not just to us, like people who watch these things and, and analyze these things. Um, kind of on top of that, you know, with it being, like, you know, within the same five minutes, automatically my mind jumps to, like, wow, like, this is coming from probably Vince McMahon, who just crowned a world champion on his flagship show 
that carries an entirely different physique than everybody else on the male roster. But we don't make a point of that, and he's considered tough in a prize fight. And, and so it spoke volumes to just how far maybe women's wrestling in, in the mainstream has come, at least in the eyes of the man who's in control. So, you know, with that being said, we started running these Twitter polls every week. Um, and, you know, they get a pretty good reaction. We appreciate you guys for them. This, by far, that's the biggest reaction of anything we've done. So um, the exact poll was, I mean, a weekly East Coast cast poll, Sasha Banks applauding the WWE Women's Revolution, been calling Dana Brooke Miss Piggy is, and the three options I provided were very problematic, somewhat problematic, and not problematic. Um, trans. I don't know when the last time you looked at it. Any idea how this may have broken down? Three options. And the options are strongly agree, kind of agree, disagree. I'm going to say they all broke down in, as close to the third as possible. Kind of. Okay, so uh, 47 people actually participated, which is almost double of you know what's been happening. So, again, we really appreciate you guys for that. Uh, 40% said uh, very problematic. 30% said somewhat problematic. And 30% said not problematic. And, and I want to... I want to just say, um, and I think some people are going to call in and talk about this, um, if, if we get to a point where it sounds like we're arguing about this, I definitely don't want it to be that. I do want everybody to understand that, um, you know, if, if your response is going to be it's just wrestling, I think at this point that's a cop-out because, you know, you're watching what they tout as progress happening before your eyes. So if you're going to accept that it's progress, I'm just not telling you you have to, but if you accept that it's progress being made, I think personally you should take issue with this. But if your response is just, it's just wrestling, then, you know, we might have a bit of a deeper conversation. But, yeah, that's, uh, that was a Twitter poll. That's the thing I found to be the most interesting thing um, in wrestling this week. So, yeah. Do you have a more traditional headline for the stuff for yeah, yeah. TV? But, uh, I do. Yeah. I, I think the more traditional headline would actually be this. Um, you know, it's the first full week of the uh, of the Kevin Owens era, as it were. Um, we continuously don't get a uh, don't get a Triple H fighting. Um, and what it seems to be is that you either think Stephanie McMahon was in on it, or you don't, and there's doubt on both sides. Um, with that being said, Mick Foley seemed to be persuaded that she didn't know Seth Rollins, um, who we discussed at length whether he's going to be heel face or in between come this week, still be a heel. I don't know if I said this, and somebody definitely called me on it if I didn't, but the way it played out as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's not automatically going to totally turn around on this day. It's still going to be the same guy. But at the same time, he's going to question why me, why aren't I the one giving the shot. Now, I think what I thought was going to happen was somebody was flat out going to tell him he dropped the ball. That happened, you know, and, and yeah, exactly. So, so we did. Someone called him uh, something utter failure. Or yeah, and which is if you count wins or losses, it's true. Like if you get three main event shots in a row and you lose them all, you fail three times. You know, like uh, like Cesaro. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. But um, but yeah, so so it was attention was drawn to it, and he, being the good heel that he is, didn't respond. Being said wrong. He actually ignored Kevin Owens the whole time. And I think that's a good thing with his character. 
he doesn't even give him the authority to maintain that spot. So I thought they played that really well. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the way Owen came out and was, or, or Rollins came out, and he was Rollins. He was, you know, hot-headed and selfish, but pointed in a, but he made a lot, he made some good points mm-hmm. about Owen and about the authority and his standing, and it kind of was like, oh, this is, if he's going to be a babyface in three months, you know, come to Royal Rumble and in that road to WrestleMania, this is where it has to start. Exactly. This is where it has to start. It can't be, I don't, I don't want Turn on a dime, Seth Rollins out. Can you imagine if Seth Rollins came out and was smiling? Would be great. You know, it would have But I mean, smiling and not saying. <laughs> yeah, but just being trying to be a baby face. It was a yeah. like, what, what's going on here? So it's just a natural kind of progression over a guy that, you know, felt wrong. And, and, and was wrong. It was not just a feeling. He absolutely got screwed and, and all that. But, um, but, yeah, it seems like they're going to go the, the, the slow, subtle way. And, and they can with only, well, only three hours to fill for, for his character, one show a week. Plus a few weeks there. But, um, so what you're saying is they're going to tell that story that they would have told with Randy Orton in the Rollins role and the Rollins in the KO role um, if Randy Orton hadn't gotten hurt 1,400 times. I get your point. I, I, I'm i just like, I don't think Randy is dynamic as Rollins. Oh, no, it wouldn't have been good. Don't let me... Right, well, <laughs> right. so you sound like that's the case. Yeah, that really wouldn't have been good. Yeah, but uh, but Rollins was really good. Everybody was good. Owens was, Owens was great. Everybody everybody made the points that they should have made. They didn't think... So, uh, only, you know, initial reaction to Stephanie's you know, you're calling me, I'm emailing you, or, you know, I'm, you know, we're, this isn't personal, I'm not taking, I'm your business partner, I'm yeah, the commissioner, or I'm the GM, you need to be on the same page. What you're going to do, if you knew this was coming, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually on the side of that Stephanie is in the because I just think that makes more compelling story. Yeah, because if she's not, you, you're telling the same story you've been telling for three years. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it's, it's not a slur. It's not, ah, we got you. It's like, no. Yeah. So. This is all, like, Travis is finally seeing all the things that happen while I'm co-hosting the show. Like, there might be an Xbox controller turned on. There might be an iPad going with uh, <laughs> with the network. There may be a dog circling there. Like, all these things happen. Probably going to get up and make a drink. I was just about to say, I, w- I don't have a drink of money. Yeah. Give me a good ice water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, shout out to Whataburger. Yeah. my jam. You got to do that twice now. You got, to, you got the Whataburger breakfast, the honey butter biscuit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm going twice for, I ate, that's where I was before I got my hair cut. I was like, I was like, I was at the Whataburger next door. <laughs> Jason was like, get the chicken strip sandwich. You know. Honey mustard, honey butter, chicken strip sandwich. So today at the grocery store, I bought <laughs> barbecue, the, the Whataburger barbecue. Yeah, and it says on the bottle, this is what's on the bottle. On the chicken strip sandwich. I know what they're doing. I'm on it. You know, you're on it. <laughs> I'm on it. So, um, all right, let's, uh, wait. Um, let me see. I had a headline. I mean, it was a solid week of pro wrestling. 
uh, Raw was good. SmackDown was good. Last week, uh, 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 NXT, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the cruiserweight, I got to the cruiserweight open, uh, or cruiserweight classic, uh, probably a few days after the fact, and he was like, oh, this is good. Like, this is Like, if, if, if for nothing else, if, if we take out the athleticism for a second, Daniel Bryan's reaction to Kendrick. Didn't see That I didn't know. Oh, but Bryan and Kendrick all crying. Up, huh? Oh, yeah. man, it was, it was they're boys. really well done. Oh. The interviewer did her job in getting, getting away. Right? And is this the young lady who's uh, primarily on SmackDown now? Uh, was it the one last night that was like, what did just want to ask a question for Dean Ambrose? She got so. out of the way. Hey, you're good. <laughs> I got to go. Um, okay, so, yeah, just solid lead the wrestling. Nothing specific. I'm going to look at the time. Kind of lead the way. Lead the way. Without getting to, this will be a sh- well, not a shorter than show, or it will be a shorter because we didn't have the first half hour, uh, but we're going to get through uh, NXT. Sorry, like we normally do. Um, so let's uh, open, open the calls up. Oh, this one, because I muted speaker so I don't hear myself. You might hear my Hear my kid? No, no, sorry, I was muted to speak. Oh, yeah. I mean, you speak to speak. Yeah, I was getting my voice out last time. Let's uh, open things up. Talk to these guys. Things are going through mine. Tyler, what's happening, man? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Sam doing this week? Good, good. So, so you're enjoying your new life in Austin so far, huh? Yeah, so far, so good. Can't complain, and all my complaints got taken care of. Uh, got a, you know, really hard work to lead in when I'm ready to I got my homies around. Now I got a refrigerator full of food and a car and everything. Uh, you should be on the other side. Said so ATB's on the other side. I didn't use the ATB. Like, first off, it's 15 miles. Like, maybe even 18 miles. Like, what is Canton? You look at things like holes. All these What do you think that's so important? That free something. Uh, I mean, you're going to see it. You're going to be like, oh. I'm going to get some other restaurant. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm, 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 I'm keeping so it. I'm going to leave it. It's like, yeah, they got a whole thing. They got a whole thing. They got a whole thing. I hear you. Uh, uh, Kyle, what's on your mind, man? What's happening? Uh, so, my question for this week is on... Disgruntled former WWE wrestlers, and I am referring to three specific names. Those three names are Cody Rhodes, Alberto Del Rio, and Ryback. So, greatness and okay, 
With recent reports of Cody Rhodes apparently headed to the somewhat improved TNA and Alberto Del Rio and Ryback not having a new wrestling home yet. How will Alberto and Ryback fare, and how do you think Cody will do in TLA when he gets there? Okay, so you say disgruntled, Kylan. Do you just mean in general or something specifically that, like, neither, you know, few days or weeks? In, in, in general. Okay. Um, I just feel like I don't think Cody and Ryback are. You can't put them in. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I think I think like Del Rio is disgruntled in that like they actively tried to mess up his personal life. Like he's he's actually disgruntled. Um, Cody and like Ryback was, from my understanding, it was a money thing, and so that's not being a disgruntled worker. That's thinking thinking you're worth more in the company. Just they're not been doing anything to you. And Cody, it, it was just, that was an opportunity thing. So I think, like, it's, it's three different scenarios. I think one has a legit right. Um, and I, let me let me say this. I'm, I'm not telling Ryback not to get his money. Get, get all the money you think you're worth if you get it. But I think, you know, Del Rio, there were actual, like, this is like a multiple time, like, imagination inside the company working against him. I think he didn't contribute to it, but he's the only one I consider disgruntled. I think everybody else wanted different opportunities, whether they were monetary or, or otherwise. Yeah, um, Cody kind of had the Christian of both five things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different in, in he had, I, I think, yeah, I think they had about equal claim and equal reason to be upset just for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Cody's like, my dad did. People clearly want to see Cody Rhodes. Like, it's organic. Let it happen. And they're like, no, this is what we see. Yeah, he'll go out there with the suit make this He's just like, artistically, like, this is just unfulfilling yeah. and the opportunity is there. Uh, Christian was like, I can be a main inventor and yeah. I want to come up with So, uh, different, but kind of the same. I don't think the thing with Cody Rhodes, and this is going to inform, you want to talk about, like, we're together so we can do things a bit different. Like, let's, let's talk about Cody Rhodes first. Like, I make no secret. Like, I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. Like, Cody Rhodes was my guy. Yeah. Smoke and mirrors, Cody Rhodes is my guy. Um, like, I think you talk about how good he's going to do in TNA. Like, I thought ever since that Hall of Fame speech, Cody was that man, and then I found out he could wrestle. Um, and there was a point where, again, I talked about this SmackDown House show where Cody told the crowd he was going to be world champion a year. Yeah. And that's not something I feel like you just throw out unless somebody's telling you this. Unless they have plans for you. Like, not that you couldn't say it. So, if I think Cody Rhodes was in a really good position and that tailed off for various reasons. But, like, he's probably, depending on how you feel about Bobby Lashley, he's probably the most talented former WWE guy of still an age you consider youthful that they got. So, 
he's going to do as well in TNA as TNA wants him to do. Like, there's no reason. There, there's nobody who's moving the needle in TNA that Cody Rhodes can't walk in and be champion day one. Because we already know he's putting on good quality matches out here on the indie circuit. So, like, to me, there's nothing that says Cody Rhodes won't do as well as anybody who's being TNA champion. So that doesn't equal, that doesn't mean you're helping anybody outside of yourself. I think you'll do as well as anybody who's been TNA champ in the last 10 years as TNA champ. I hope there's a, if, if that's the case, and I don't, I don't think there, there's a reason for it not to be, I hope it's a, a, a journey. And I hope it's not, he can't be, the, when's he going in? When's he debuting? You know? Oh, I think they said, yeah. Any chance it's going to be before Bound for Glory? That's Which is October. October. Right, yeah. he should not be the champion coming out of Bound for Glory, even if he shows up next week. I hear you, but like, if you want to get the most out of him, yeah, you put him on a put him on a journey, put him on a put him on a uh, on a quest, and yeah. let it last. And and I don't think it has to be a next year's Bound for Glory. I'm looking at him like think think long term, TNA. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the only thing about it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be next year's Bound for Glory, but it can certainly be uh, still kind of far away. There's playing reverser, and that's June. So that's still almost kind of a year away. Uh, but put him on a six month journey and just have him have him be the most important guy on the roster. Yeah. And, and not because he's a WWE, former WWE guy, but because he's good and because, you know, if you let him put and that all the, obviously qualifies, uh, depends on Cody Brooks going to half-assed. Better than EC3, better than, uh, than Galloway. Uh, I'm Galloway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Better than Galloway. Um, you know, as, as good as better than Bobby Lashley. I don't think, like, I think Bobby Lashley is super athletic and can wrestle very well. I don't think he puts another eye on TNA. He can do that well, hopefully better. Okay. Um, so what? Then uh, Del Rio? Uh, you know, he's... I, I think we talked about this in the group chat. Like, Del Rio should be the underboss on Lucha Underground. He just should be. Lucha Underboss, like, the second to last one. Yeah, like, he should be, he should be, uh, the tied to, to, uh, old boy to find a death shredder. Like, he should be the main heavy before you get to the, uh, to the penthouse, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you realize the main boss can fight. Right. Rips off his shirt and he is all ass. But no, Del Rio is, um, like, I think Del Rio is a really, really good talent. I think, uh, I think performers of color asked to be healed in WWE are automatically limited because the, so the material that they're given is very stereotypical. I think Rusev has so much personality that he kind of works around that. But I think if you're a if you're a, a minority in WWE asked to be a bad guy, they're going to give you three or four points that they know from when they saw bad Mexican people in movies, in the Clint Eastwood movie, or they watched Desperado, and they're going to let you run with that. Like, I'm going to say, my, again, my favorite wrestler of all time is Scott Hall, 
And if I knew what I knew then, what I knew now, I'd probably be like, this cheap, scar-faced ripoff. This is garbage. But I don't feel like that. Yeah, but people felt that about Actual, the actual Scarface yeah, movie. Yeah, you know, that movie just uh, happened to catch on on the back. Yeah, what, is, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. But no, I think Alberto Del Rio in an environment that that approves of, um, of you know, it, it's Hispanic producers, Hispanic cameramen, Hispanic writers. I think they'll give him something better to do than it was his man. If that's where he goes. Like, he, again, he can go to Mexico and make all the money he wants right now. He's going to have that window. Um, and if that's what he chooses to do, great. But like on a platform that we watch more often, I think he'd do great there. I don't know what he'll make trying to do an independent show in North Carolina. And I don't know what that'll do for him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I think he'll be just fine whatever he chooses to do because I think he has good business that. Like going back to WWE to get that guaranteed money while he did, even if he didn't want to deal with the people that were there. How much of that do you think he is, he's going to get? It was just wild speculation because there can't be anything but. Um, 1.4 million. Didn't do a year, year, but he didn't do a full year, and he got, you know, in trouble. Yeah, on, on the way out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like this is the guy's with right. <laughs> you know, like I think he's shown that if anything, like you know, yeah, that's why. Because not everybody would, you know, some people would probably leave still owing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like uh, that yeah. last check back. He's like, no, you're going to give me my next free check. Exactly. And like it for Yeah, or shove it. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be it. Or give me that girl I earned that you gave me because I'm a part-time man. <laughs> that he was awarded? Shout out to <laughs> Herbert Clam. Um, uh, for the third one, um, right back. Right back. I mean, I, when I say right back, trans, like, I'm actually joking. I just want to check on and you know, you make the you know, body. I think actually pretty good when you put him on the microphone. His power moves are pretty good. He can be a bit sloppy, but we care about that. I don't think everybody does. Right. I think he can go anywhere and make the most money on an independent right now. He's making five grand on that one show. Yeah, being somebody like, called him out about it. Somebody and again, get your money. Hey, but the, the call out was: Is everybody getting five yeah. grand, or are you want to? It's like your for Domino, grand. right? Who, yeah, yeah. When we talked <laughs> about for three weeks on SmackDown, because Cherry was with us. I'm just trying to know who Cherry was, and we were interested. But um, but no, I think um, I give you the body. I think he can go anywhere and make the second most money to a Jeff or Matt Hart. And I think that's as much as you can ask for. Like, do you want to see a Ryback versus Cage match in Lucha Underground? Not really. But I, why not? Why can't Il Ryan Lurie be that man? I mean, I think I think all three can do just fine. I think Cody has the potential to do the best, um, followed by Del Rio and then Ryback. And, but it's not a knock on any of them because Ryback's money, like those three guys, Ryback's money as the third guy in that group is still more money than I think most of the WWE roster would get if they left right now when it's finished. So, yeah. You know, some of these things work better when we're together. What do you, and, and before I say what you feel. Command more money on the Indies than, than most guys. Most guys. Because okay. it's a big rock. I sure. Don't think, okay, like, most. Everybody in New Day is getting more money. Cesaro is getting more money. Sami Zayn, he's been in the business for a long time, so I don't know if he's getting more money. Kevin Owens. There's not the, the rush, is it, to see him. Yeah. There's 10 years of DVDs you can buy. Exactly. 
you know, po- possibly better, more athletic if that does make sense. But yes, that also spills in the 80%. Mojo Rowley's not getting right back. Nick Ryder, bless his heart, ain't getting right back. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah, I think I think they all three can do well, but they do well in that order. All right. Let's uh, move things along. Talk to Terrell. Terrell, what's happening, man? What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Cam? Yo. So, I got a question, you? Terrell. Before you start, yeah. Um, when I was coming up, um, and it wasn't until after it had almost had its full run, I love Friday Night Lights. Like, when me and Travis are sitting right now, like a TV show, they filmed it two miles from here, as how close we are to that. And I got buddies who wouldn't watch it because they felt like it was too close to home and it wasn't interesting to them. So I've been raving all day and night about Atlanta. Uh, Donald Glover's new series that came on yesterday. I just think it's, it's good, it's brilliant, and it's smart. Things that I know. Have you watched it? And will you watch it? Yeah, I watched a few minutes of it because um, I had to go to the gym. But um, I'm um, I'm going back to catch it. And I, we've been waiting on that series to come out for a while because, you know, a lot of people were thinking, was it like um, ATL, the movie, or something similar to that? It was just intriguing because, you know, the little places that they, the scenery. It was very good. I, I like. I strongly recommend it. I'm when when you get to it, because you know you didn't leave me wrong with that one punch, man. But when you get to it, let me know what you think, because I think it was really good. We'll do. I will let you know. Right, I can't wait, wait to watch it. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm I'll probably watch it too. I'll, he's a smart, really smart, funny guy. And, has a lot to say more than I'm a big fan of his music, so I remember I listened to uh, what's the one before uh, Camp. So I listened to Camp and it was like, yo, this is like he actually making real good music. No, it was like, I mean, like the stories he was telling, like this is like my middle school experience, right? And then because the internet came out, I was like, this is like my high school and college experience. Like, what's going on? Because he, he's roughly, you know, about yeah, our age, yeah. somewhere between 30 and 36. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a, what I, I didn't, because I didn't watch Community, I, 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 the few I watched, he was good on But I'm more of a fan of uh, so it. I don't know uh, everybody. I don't know everybody's uh, first experience online, but I remember when we was in high school, we first got online. The first thing we did was get on the little Yahoo Messenger chat room. <laughs> Those little crazy stuff. Listen, one of the first I remember in school. So eleventh grade, we talking ninety six or seven, and the first we we were in the computer room goofing off. We shouldn't have been on these sites, but it was no kind of. Blogger or nothing. It was the first week we got the damn internet school, and we went to buttville.com. I don't know who had the. If somebody just was like, "Oh, I bet that's a thing," yeah. or if they knew, and it was like this virtual town of you know you walk through and you know just like funny oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to take it off the internet real fast. Um, I like SmackDown a whole lot. I like what they're doing with AJ. I'm really, 
I'm really digging AJ as a whole as this heel character because, um, like I said um, last week, uh, I think people today forget how to get the characters over as heels, you know, and that caused fans today because I remember I was listening to you talking to uh, Wade the other night on trial. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love when you go off on about the fans and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, about the smart fans. Yeah. So, but I got to um, put, they can't, they can take some of the blame, but some of the wrestlers, especially the newer wrestlers today, have to take on some of the blame too because fans, short for fanatics, are so impressionable. And they don't know, they don't forgot what heels and baby faces, how heels and baby faces work, like in the ring. Forget the Twitter stuff and the Instagram and all of that. I understand that and I understand ways sometimes I want them to stay that way. But that's new technology, and people can go find your real page if they want to and just follow you there if they don't like your character page. So that so that defeats the purpose. But if they sold and did more like how you're supposed to do in the ring, like heels, shouldn't be doing flashy moves. Kevin Owens come out there, and the way he wrestled with Sami Zayn, that should have been a boring match. When it comes to his fans thinking um, thinking about his matches, it should have been very boring, generic. He shouldn't have gave people too much. He just should have. I get your point on that. I just I just disagree. Not every. I, I think you can have a very exciting, hard hitting match without Kevin Owens doing that top rope springboard uh, moonsault. Yeah, because he doesn't do that, or he doesn't do a frog splash, or he doesn't do. Like, I mean. That doesn't mean the match is boring. Because okay. if you really talk around and, and have people turn into the damn channel, and that defeats the whole purpose. And we can talk about the best thing that he did all night. You know, the first thing he did when he came out was to basically take away the you deserve it change, yeah. which I think was... He had to. Yeah. And I, I, I talked to Wade last night. And I, I wonder if Jericho, being he hanging out with him and just being in the program and being associated with him the last few weeks and months, was like, look, you have to take that away. You have to, you know, put that out there yeah. and, you know, shove it back in their faces or, or they're, it's going to get worse. Yeah, it's already. And Kevin, uh, you know, I think Owen. He's like a receptive guy. Totally. But he's also, he's also a, not quite a millennial. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's in that generation of, you know, he, he wants to, you know, like Stone Roses. He wants to be adored. Even no matter, even if he says, doesn't or you know he yeah probably does. I mean we all but I mean it's like you talk about like even Darrell's like fan like you you wrestle a certain style you know it's part of that and he still appreciation you know part of it is that go ahead Darrell. and he still didn't it, it he did that first but it didn't serve no purpose at the end of the night because he still did stuff like cool heel type of stuff he did he still did stuff to get himself cheered. And to make sure that he keep his merchandise sold and stuff like that. My whole purpose is I'm not meaning he just have go out there and have boring matches because, like I said, uh, like I I, I don't say to people I don't came around on the revival. I think they probably are one of the best tag teams out there, and that's because they do the basics and they build up baby faces who they face against so good that the matches be real good and they have four they have at least a four star match. 
it, it, it's, lately you haven't seen them have a three-star or worse type of match. So, you know, and they do the basic stuff, and it's not really that basic. They just I don't do think, what? No, I don't think you can classify their matches with stars because of their style. Not that you can't, that they are having really good, high-quality matches, but I just mean as far as their gimmick goes. Like, don't give us those damn stars. This is about punching people in the face and blah, blah, blah. You no, know, they, have, they have tag team wrestling staff. Yeah, they like, do. It's, like, like, even if you take away stars, like, if you are sitting next to your buddy who doesn't watch wrestling, that's what you want them to see. That's, that's the tag team style match you want to be like, yeah, like, it's not a bunch of flips. Like, I hate to put that out there, but it's, it's, it's a competition that they not, not just excel at, but they win in a way that's interesting. Like, this year we're going to watch Golden State by 40 on a night-to-night basis. But that's the kind of team in the playoffs when everything slows down, those games get closer and closer and closer. And the Revival teams have that close match every time, but it is their acumen that helps them win. They're not winning by luck or a happening move. So, yeah, it's, they're, they're very good. And you, you're pissed when they win, but you right. appreciate it. They're, they're probably the most psychologically sound tag team in, in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, there's not been a team. I mean, there's been some teams that have come, that have that are uh, in sync and do great tag moves and have great timing. But I just mean the psychology of being bad guys. I'd be interested in two years to see them as babyface tag team. How would they, how would they then turn that? Because it seems like psychology is, is, is clearly important to their act, to their gimmick, and, and to their matchmaking. How would they then turn that it, around? I think they're they probably wrapped like the Rock and Roll Express. If there was a babyface team, uh, yeah, the most that Rock and Roll Express did was a uh, drop kick. Then start doing something. One because they based their whole heel gimmick off not doing it. Two, it's not really in their repertoire. It's not literally built for it. They can do their sunset flip off the top the second row. That's real. That's fine. And then wink at you. And then yeah. <laughs> but I think the timing and the double team and the double elbows and the drop drop kicks and that kind of stuff would. Uh, would just be more in their repertoire instead of double back strength or whatever heel tactics kicking. I got two questions to ask y'all, like this right here. Okay. Now, if you talk to new fans of people today, uh, some of the people who call in the live cast, like the DJs and stuff like that, you ask them what, besides size, what does a baby, what makes a baby face a baby face? In, in my opinion, they would say the hot spots, the hot spots that they do, that's what makes you a baby face because they do hot spot moves, a baby face or a cool ba- a cool heel team or something. They do super kicks, hot spots, and people think that, that and when you do those, they're so um, impressionable. And for years now, especially watching independent wrestling and stuff like that, and that's what they do there. They're so used to seeing hot spots and stuff like that. That's why they try to sit on matches and stuff like and other things because they don't see those hot spots and stuff like that. They don't know what baby faces do. Like baby faces getting beat down or getting beat all the way down, then firing back up and have to show fire and come back with fist of glory and come back that way. Or they don't. They they look at win loss records. When if you look at it, most heels 
lost all the time. They might got one win over the, one or two wins over the baby faces and, and stuff like that. But most of the time they lost. Rick Flair wasn't the greatest wrestler of all time, but when he was a heel, he lost a lot. But he always kept his heat because he knew how to wrestle like a heel. He knew how to get his heel. He knew how to keep his heat after the match, after a loss. And it wasn't about his spots. And people didn't care about him losing or if he did this move or that move right there. They just they 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 just kept on him because he kept his heat and then he could talk on the match, uh, talk the match up. That's my first thing. My second thing is like somebody like Roman. I know people say that he could be he could be a good heel and stuff like that. But the problem is other guys don't know how to be um, heels for him to make him feel like a baby face, and he don't know how to t- sell and, and make himself come off as a baby face. Do you, when you think it would be even harder for him to be a heel and be a sympathy for a character, even though if you if you take how you feel about him and how you think about him personally out of the picture, can he do the basic things that a heel is supposed to do, like be a sympathy, then take an ass whooping after you get it, uh, where yep. people don't care about you losing he doesn't say this. Like, do exactly what you're doing. Just don't – when you charge up your fist, turn and look at the crowd when you do it, and they'll hate you more. <laughs> like, he's, I don't think heel psychology is going to be a hard thing for Roman Reigns. You just don't tell him that's what you want him to do. He's going to do what he's been doing. Yeah, but how long will people care about that once he take a few losses? That means that heat, they go away heat, going to go away – and then what? What he gonna have to find a, another way to get that heat to keep that heat? Because if you continue to lose, then you'll be looking like a dog Ziggler or 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 somebody like that. And he'll 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 another example of how people don't know how to keep their character. How WWE ain't trained these guys to keep their character over, uh, get the character over, not by how you wrestle. Like, did you? Somebody who liked Dolph Ziggler and was like a fan of of his reaction when he got the main event, um, and then like even his uh, how he was mad the week after. I hated Dolph Ziggler on last night on SmackDown. Like I hated him on commentary. Like he's still talking about things other than winning matches. Like that was a big point of his feud with Dean Ambrose. Yeah. All you care about is showing off. All you care about is image. And I want, you're all show, I'm all go. Yeah. And his whole thing was, maybe I have to get more serious. No, for sure, I have to get more serious. Yeah. Then he lost. Got an IC title. And yeah, lost. Yeah. Well, he didn't have it yet. Oh, man. Coming yeah. Up. Um, lost to AJ, like the night after. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. His, I said it on commentary, or I said last night on the live chat, his commentary last night was like one of his matches from three years ago. Not just just blasting through, just getting all his lines in, even if they even if they didn't fit with the tone. And none of the announcers tried to get him on track. They just they kind of let him go. I hated it too. I hated it all. I think the Usos did exactly what. Like, that was how a turn should go. Like, I thought that was perfect. Like, and, and I thought it was perfect because they kind of got me. Like, I, I was under the impression, okay, they're definitely turning. That's what, oh, they jumped them at the beginning and then lost. But it's going to be one of those, 
Oh, all right. We tried to get you, and then but 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 next time, yeah. And then I was like, oh, they they're not going to turn turn fully tonight. Yeah. Bam, they did. I was like, oh snap, they, and, you know. And did like, and, and it's funny you talk about moves that heels can't do. Um, he turned the high five. Yeah, they turned. Yeah, they turned a a hanging flying uh like a hanging flying splash into a torn NCL kick you out of the tournament. And it brain. Or brain MCL. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I think that there's ways to do this that are correct. And I think they did a very good job of doing it. So they got because they were the, the highest ranked team that was left, so they got the spot. I wish there was some kind of because they're not gonna win, right? But I wish there was I wish there was, uh, like, I wish Brian would would come out next week and say, at least if they're going to give let him in the spot, Brian or Shane or somebody. And was this the show finally with no Shane? No, Shane was in the back. He said something. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> he said something dumb. Yeah. Like he was trying to get out. Um, I mean, he, he was trying to get out of tournament or world or women's championship. But yeah, and then they did they did just enough patty stuff with the women's where I was like. Guys, but even though she made a great point, like even the guys are catty on that show. Like if if you get around this, why aren't there men walking around backstage telling their secrets to women like in real life? Like you know, there's no pillow talk per se. It's like man, and my fucking been pissing me off, and I can't really say nothing to him because you know how it is. <laughs> and they getting out so so like all the men are asexual except Rusev and. Is like even John Cena, who's in the vicinity of the woman he loves, is still pretty asexual. For his so, yeah, Roman Reigns has a daughter, no wife. Matter of fact, his daughter was born to magic. You know, that movie story is coming. Well, yeah, yeah, drop it Um, uh, I thought I was going to say something earlier. Second ago, yeah, jump back into it. Anything else? Yeah, yeah, I was. I agree with everything that y'all said. I like the Usos' turn. You know, it it kind of remind me they might were looking at the revival or something. They got people looking at the revival and how they do stuff, how they um, because they jumped off the top rope and took out plenty of people's knees when they were feuding with Big Cass and um, Enzo. That's how they took out Enzo and Big Cass. Jumped, uh, jumped off the second rope and and did that. So, the, well, that's how they you know. Uh, and and that carried over really awesomely into the Cruiserweight class with the Gargano's knee injury. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? I guess they were watching that, and they told them to watch that, and that's how we're going to turn you guys and just go that way. Now I want to see them come out there, no face paint, serious. Come out oh. there, no face paint, be be serious a little bit. Don't don't shake the don't shake the fans' hands. Don't even acknowledge the fans. Just come out there and win. Maybe if the club was similar to that way, we wouldn't get all the silliness and foolishness with uh, with them. And that's why I be I be wondering about certain acts like they don't be as serious. In the old days. Did you want to talk about how bad that shit was around? That that uh, the old day. Yeah, the old day. <laughs> I just don't understand. 
and it was just and it was just bad. Like it's bad when you have to appreciate like non-race related bad. Like there was a couple of lines in there, but it was dumb and it was dragged out too far. And like when they attacked him, it was bad. And yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. Like I don't again, like Travis has made this point, and I didn't want to concede it early on. But no, splitting the tag team division, like splitting the tag teams up, has not been good overall. Because even though I like the Usos American Alpha stuff, I like and I like New Day and I like like Gallows and Anderson. This should all be done under the same umbrella. This should all be done under one roof. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's limiting, and then you get bad things. And you could have had about four different things going on. Maybe he slated in winning the title so he can um so he can keep a job and stuff like that. And then you could tell, then you can make a nasty heel story about it. Well, you just got this job. We're gonna take it away from you by beating you up every night and then take the belts from you. Now your family can't see you. You can have a heel team come and say something like that. That gives them credibility and makes them now heel and and rise them up the car and make them look legitimate. And you won't have to do the stupid stuff. That's why sometimes I get mad at people um, like Dean Ambrose when they have him too silly, too silly. I know um, Trav said he liked the coffee bit. Yeah, that was nice. But you know, sometimes it want to be. I want him to be serious because people don't people don't take him as a top top guy when he should be taken serious as a top guy and. The comedy that he gives you, it should be leery. Like you might think, he's just giving me this com- uh, comedy because he's trying to lure me in and go vicious on me once I feel like he ain't going to hit me. And now he's going to hit me and beat the hell out of me, something like that. Not comedy just to be having comedy for no purpose. Like they say in life, everything got to have a purpose. And some of the stuff don't be don't have no purpose. That's why it'd be hard to figure out in the long run. I did mention the coffee thing in the context of I think he likes coffee in real life because they keep putting him in skits with, with coffee. coffee. So it's like a thing that they do. Yeah. You know. uh, I didn't necessarily like the coffee. I mean, my this bad. I, I, I just literally mentioned it. He should like uh, tea put you to sleep, sleep time tea or start to see Char- Charmaine. Chamomile tea and shit. Getting Charmander chicken Pokemon. Charmander tea. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, that's what you get. <laughs> Hope y'all check out Lucha Underground tonight, too, because it just came on. And uh, let me not take up too much time. I don't want nobody to be upset thinking I'm trying to poke guard all the time. So it was nice talking to y'all tonight, man. Hope I brought up some good points. You say show out, man. Let me know what you think. Yeah, we'll do, man. I'll, I'll hit you up on Twitter. All right. All right, talk to you. Let me get an email. So I had a an, a very interesting back and forth. I think I missed all of them. Of what? All oh, what you oh, okay. I don't remember anything happening, but yeah. So a couple of days ago, so after the Friday show with Bruce, I continued by posting uh, with the fans, like wrestling fans. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Like wrestling fans are the worst. They're, they cheer heels because they want to put themselves over. Excuse me. They want to put themselves over and selling more than you or whatever it is. You know, loving the pro, the, the 
the performer and not the character and then what he's doing. This guy's doing terrible, un, unworthy things on TV, you know, and you're cheering him, telling him he deserves it. He deserves a title that the guy literally pinned to. He had two guys pinned for him and then handed them a pen. That, that's not admirable. It's not a babyface thing to do. Not at all. And I'm not even sure how the thing's how this conversation uh, started. Was funny. I don't think it was involving you. And I think he made that point today. Like, my original point wasn't even... Uh, well, I only saw it. I, it was about me. I got tagged in. You know what I'm I mean, the conversation I don't started with your name and X. I think the guy was talking the way he played to say something about his reaction to us. He was reaction. Uh, something that happened on Monday night, and then, you know, he turned into a problem. But, right, but that, but, I'm Travis Bryant, nice to meet you. It's, it's really one of those things. Well, you got to get to be starting to go down right now. Yeah, I Why mean, not? the idea that I, we used a great term earlier, not condescend, but, you know, I, I <laughs> like, okay, my opinion come from a place, and I told him, of, of, of knowledge and, and context and a sense of history, not just, oh, I like this or I don't like this. It doesn't make sense. Historically, this has not ever worked or, or whatever. And because I say it in a way that, like, rubs people the wrong way, like, that's not my problem. That is yeah. absolutely not my problem, especially – well, we're, we're not talking about race relations, and even then, it's like I got the right to still be yeah. an opinion, have strong opinion, right? But we're talking about wrestling and sports or whatever. Like I don't have time for people's feelings when we're talking about yeah. something that's trivial and baby face turns and, and, and how this works. Are you gonna, are you gonna read? Oh, uh, yeah. so, so, I mean, it went on for a while. I mean, probably the club. Like I think people need to hear exactly what was. Because, I mean, it's, it's whether you're somebody who likes Travis or doesn't like Travis, or like me, who spends a lot of time with Travis, still wants to choke it. <laughs> In this particular instance, he wasn't wrong. It was just like, like no, yeah, that's, that's true, right? See what you can't do, okay? You can't stress how much you want to be in the moment of reference. Like, that's a thing. That's somebody in a sense. How much you want to be in the moment, how much you want to be caught up in the story, and how uh, you like or don't like the characters when somebody who made a concerted effort to make you not like them. Uh, when The Rock, who was at, you know, he was at that point at his peak, he was baby face who Vince had a problem with and was in Survivor Series of Mankind and beat him for the title. The crowd wasn't yelling, you deserve it. They were booing your rock for sorry with this event. Right. Yeah, and so, you know, that, they, they went along with, like, I'm not saying people should be sheep, but if you take yourself out of the moment and you literally take that chance to kind of spoil the moment for everybody watching, you're in the wrong. You got to accept that out. So, and, and one of the things, or, or, yeah, one of the things in this conversation 
was Wade saying, oh, no, I think Travis was 100% yeah, right. right into it. Like, um, and it wasn't like, oh, ha-ha, Wade thinks I'm right, so that makes all right. Or in my world, it was like he yeah. expressed it in a very concise, non-sarcastic way. Yeah, and again, it's just, so the first tweet I saw, like, oh, what's like, okay, what's this I'm tagged in, added in. And I look, and it's something kind of, it was a shot. But then I was like, who's this guy? Who's Dave? You know? And I clicked on it, and I was blocked. That, like, immediately put me in a place of, fuck this guy. I'm done with you guys, everybody. I've never said anything to you. I mean, you might not like my opinions on A, B, or C show, but I've never had an argument or a disagreement with you on this platform that I am now blocked from. So since then, because I, I brought it up last night, be irrational and then block you when you don't agree or whatever I said. So I took a shot. <laughs> and now this morning, I'm like, oh, he's tweeting, and I hit his thing, and then I see his stuff. So, but again, it's like, so from that moment, from the, the, the thing being blocked, and then when I finally can see, it's like, oh, this guy has an entertainment. But you do what you want with your profile, but I'm still going to judge it. And people on this show know how I am on Twitter. I'm looking at your shit, and I'm judging the fuck out of you. Like, am I, when my, especially when my Twitter was closed. Like, Bishop, shut up. Like, do I want this person interact? Do I want to be able to have to interact with this guy? And he's like, he's like, he, and I'm and I scroll through, and it's like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling at Ted, at Austin, at Rick at Wade, at Powell. Like, do you have any other fucking guy? Was that? I didn't. I really didn't delve deep enough. But I delved deep enough to go, oh, none of his media, none of his photos are of him or his family, or maybe I just went to the first yeah. few. But I was just like, oh, one of these guys that has a fake profile there, a profile picture that's not him, everything's wrestling, Every all the media is something wrestling, for tea or some title or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, but I instantly developed a, 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 an image, a picture of you. He seemed to be a family guy. I told him, fall into the show, we can really get into it. He's got kids to take care of, I understand that. Yeah. What? I didn't know that. I was like, where are your kids? Where's your wife? Where's your house? Where's, your, where's you at the park? Or any of that to make you a human and not some fucking avatar who's just talking shit yeah, to me. coming up your neck. Right. So we had this back and forth and kind of, in the end, didn't necessarily agree. We agreed to disagree yeah, on some things. And it was just like, it, it, it was... It was like, oh, this really didn't need to get to two days of yelling at each other about, oh, you're a loud mouth. Like, and, yeah, I mean, this is a reason I don't engage on social media the way a lot of folks do. Um, but it actually, yeah, yeah. But it actually turned out to be a somewhat productive conversation because I think we came to an understanding because I told him like look this is wrestling I don't have time for people's feelings and that's where he disagreed like well you're condescending and you talk down to people and I'm not I'm like yes I'm not disagreeing 
not saying you're a liar. I do all those things. I stand on my platform, and I talk down, and I look down on people, and it's up to you and the audience or Darrell or whoever, to, or my co-host or whoever, to call me out when I'm getting, but that, that's me, and it's fucking wrestling, and I'm not going to care. We're not sitting here talking high politics. We're not talking social issues yeah. where it's like, I'm going to take a different tone. I'm going to be respectful to people's cultures and beliefs yeah. and to a point, as we took in. I'm trying to try and I see it. Um, but for wrestling, for some silly shit that you're getting like, but it's in, you it's know. Even though it's not like, even if it goes deeper, it's an entertainment and it's so entertainment. It's not uh, the Broadest Play WrestleMania segment, so it's entertainment. It's not even like you talked about um, the point at the beginning. It's not right. the women's revolution segment of entertainment. Right. It's the entertainment segment of entertainment. Right. So, yeah, we're not, like, it's kind of fucking doing with that thing. Really, and and I do understand the re- and and I'm not sitting here saying I why is he angry? No, 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 no. I pride people and I say things that rile people up, and then my reaction to their riles being riled up riles them up even more. It's, you know, so so if if whatever, if you're interested in seeing that that uh, do you have a in the beginning of the conversation? Then they can kind of go. If it's all if it's all Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I really did want, uh, want Dave to call in because I wanted to hear, like, like yeah. what's your – because I want to be better as a as – a, as a, you know, but, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's, let's get into it. Why do you think – why why can't I be a loudmouth uh, – uh, what was the word? Loudmouth um, – com- uh, superiority complex. I'm superior. Like, I believe in my heart, my, as a, me as a wrestling fan, my views are superior to you. I'm not going to, uh, not his individual, but anybody's. I'm not going to uh, deny that or, or try to pretend that that's not who I am. No, I'm superior to you. Here's my, the platform that I, like Triple H, where's your territory? How's your territory going? How's your fucking six-year-long podcast going? You know, how are you? have you been at the torch for almost a decade? No, I have been, but thanks. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, I'm, and, and then I'm kind of joking, but kind of not. So yeah, so uh, go to my Twitter at Trav Lord. It was a conversation between me and a guy named Dave Dave Schneider, I think. Can't necessarily find me. So again, here's here's a here's a, a series of tweets from Dave. Uh, bear with me. This will take a few tweaks. My initial tweet wasn't specifically directed at you personally, but you took it that way. I disagree with your take on strong opinions, as there are two types of people with strong opinions. Those who tell it like it is in a civil, constructive way, and then those who run their mouths, claim they don't care what people think, and they think they have, they have strong opinions, but they're really just assholes. And this, my response to that specifically was, no, 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 no. I have strong opinions. I am an asshole, for sure, but I also have strong opinions, and I talk about them in a civil, in book here, idea, civil and constructive. Uh, because he continues, not as cut and dry as you make it. My beef with you is you lump everybody together like wrestling fans are all just stupid dipshits that are beneath you. I agree with some of your opinions in regards to the chance, but you come off like you're on your high horse and it gets old. I honestly have to turn those shows off. It's not meant to be personal attack. Well, maybe, just a bit, but, but not a harsh one. I'm not against the idea of calling in. Oh, then he talks about it. So, 
So, yeah, so it's like, oops, sorry. But it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. I have very strong opinions. I certainly am an, uh, an asshole, and I'm not going to hide that or soften it because someone's feelings. And I'm not saying he was in his feelings. He was kind of a little bit, but, you know. So, but again, it was, it was, it was interesting. And I was, at one point, was like, I had the respect and genuine friendship of Wade Keller, Bruce Mitchell. What? And this was what I was saying. I'm on that peak of my, you know, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, why do I care about what some Joe Wrestling fan, random guy on Twitter has to say? Like, people that know me, know me very well, and that I actually have worked for and close check my opinion, respect my rights to, to express them the way I do, and, you know, they're fine with me. They put me on their platform and, and you know, have their brand name and my logo and that kind of thing. Somebody, you know, thinks I'm okay. The thing is, like, I, whoever has me blocked on Twitter and whoever I blocked on Twitter, if you put it in a lineup, I could check them out. If you had blocked them, I think you should have blocked them after the second week and we wouldn't have the conversation. Yes. If you had blocked them then, he'd be gone. Yeah, I'm just not a big, uh, I take... Like, when he had me blocked, I take offense to it. Like, why are we here if if somebody's being, like, harassing you and stuff like that? Yeah, that's what it's for. But because there's two that, like, you're going to block it? Like, I don't unfriend fucking bigots and shit on my fucking Facebook. I should. You know, people that are out there just blatantly being fucking racist scumbags. You know, it's like, you know what? We were friends for a reason. Like, I added you on here, so, you know, we're, Again, yeah, I, I got, I got my, the man, point of uh, my man Joe. I'm sure I haven't used him. Master Nano? I think he's like a year. Joe, Joe, like, actually, look at this. Uh, I'll All right, let's, uh, let's get to a couple of these emails here. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. The way you can, uh, finish up. On the email to She really did. All right. First one is from Dutch Mark. He chimes in. Guys, listening to the last show put me on a train of thought that I'd like to hear you discuss. In my opinion, SmackDown has been a way better, way better a show, a way better show consistently compared to Raw. As you said, Raw needs major title changes to be interesting slash impactful on a weekly and bi-weekly basis. Uh, the question here is, is there a case to be made that SmackDown is written better on purpose in order to increase ratings slash fit a narrative for the future of storylines of Shane outshining Stephanie? I'd assume that's too delicate writing for WWE, but, uh, but hey, Okay, then he's, uh, or is it just simply put, three hours of wrestling shows too fucking long to keep our kids. Thanks always, Mark, the Dutchman. Um, it is not a purposeful thing to have SmackDown be a consistently better written show. This is just, it's just, it has a better creative team and a better vision. And I wouldn't even say better talent, but yeah. definitely a better, a better vision on what a wrestling show should entail. There are, there are just better things about it. Already better. Yeah. Um, you know who they chose to go where does matter, and I think um, I think matchups are I think SmackDown matchups are pressure. Even if you guys are in the other, 
such a high point, the strongest thing they do right now is not their SmackDown has So by necessity, right now, they're getting um, You know, all lost their little chance. They had things would play out. But I thought the detrimental words had to be the execution. I don't like saying Sasha uh, only to kind of clap you in the back. Like to play up that she's okay and I'm tough. I didn't post like that, but you know, they're just back on track. I think they've missed her a bit here lately there now, but um, no, I just think it's, it's my original thing with why I thought SmackDown was better than the other brands, but SmackDown was sports. I like sports. They're out here competing for nothing other than championship and props. Like, there's always going to be some petty mixed in, but it's not there right now. But no, I don't think that they're allocating resources to the shorter show to make um, make it look better than the main show. They want them both to be great. They think yeah. they're putting on the best foot forward right now. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, in your second part, when you ask it, it, number one, yes, it would be too delicate. Even if that was something, that's not a ter- that wouldn't be a terrible idea. Like, let's present this one thing as being stronger for the next six months because this is going to happen, blah, 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 all this place. I do not, and they shouldn't trust themselves to try to do that. It's like, no, just put your first best foot forward. Amy Schumer, up there. Lee Bonk. Uh, so, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Better on purpose to increase ratings. They haven't beat Raw yet. They're, they're close on nine. Right now, <laughs> and, and it seems like they're in the 
But Cedric Alexander all of a sudden has a personal issue with a non way defending his own honor. I will just not him out there wrestling big and it's, it's like, oh, uh, I prefer you to make me uh, surprised like this. Right. Oh. He's going to lose. Okay, like, like They're not going to have. It's probably 215, maybe. So he's right along their cut. I definitely like the story of the, of the going the other way. Guys of like. Guys who are yeah, on their side. Guys like Enzo. Yeah. You know, doing the weight, uh, cut and weight thing. You know, 215, I've got to lose, you know, 11 pounds in the next, uh, you know, if I want to compete. You know, that's a, that's a thing, that's a story of its own. Uh, uh, what's his name? Sami Zayn is legit too big. But and then Chiampa and, and Gargano, who are probably going to be a main roster tag team, like those guys competing in Cruiserweight. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Like, going the other way, I think it's fine, but like, man, like, guys going up to compete, because once they lose, and they're going to lose because we, we've that, seen the story for 20 years. They value what they're doing supposed to be kind of a, a cornerstone of the stuff that they're trying to put on. So later, but not yet, not like the regular story. Right. Is this, this is a special, I mean, they go, yeah, special story with the guy that, you know, I don't want, yeah, Jack Gallagher, yeah, probably shouldn't be feuding with anybody or not in the cruiserweight position. Just too small, it's just. You know, it's either going to be him as a jobber or him doing time. And I don't want to see either of those things. I want to see him as a, a gentleman, Jack, prestigious cruiserweight wrestler yeah. fighting for cruiserweight honor and cruiserweight glory. Yeah. So, for the email, bro. Appreciate it as always. That's, uh. How the show go? Okay, let's, uh. Yo, Trav, yo, Cam, what's going on, fellas? What's happening? How you doing, man? Ain't nothing, man. Ain't nothing. Another week, you know. And notes to the callers, too, with all this attitude, shit, sweater, whatever, fucking feelings caught behind what you're saying. We call to talk to you. Bottom line, case closed. Right. No, yeah, yeah no. It's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I said I said it. Exactly. If you like what you like, you don't like. I mean, there's people I listen to or don't listen to or watch because it's like, oh, this guy runs me the wrong way. This is not for me. But what I don't do is tweet at Get Bayless and be like, you're a fucking moron. Even though he is one, because everybody's sitting there telling him how much of a dancehall. But it's like, you know what? You know how I'm going to show my I don't like him? I'm not going to watch and I'm not going to, like, weed him either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I just wanted to start off with that. But, yeah, to, to continue about the, the, the Cruiserweight talk, yeah, like, I think that's going to change the shade of Raw because, you know, kind of to, like, with the, you know, with the, previous tweeter has said about, you know, aside from them having, you know, like, big epic title changes, like, nothing really, like, SmackDown is, is a more, like, the fluidity of it is, is more, you know, right through, you know, weaves right through. And before you know it, the two hours going on, and you, 
and you want to tune back in next week. Raw wasn't a bad show by any means, but they need more. They need more people. Look, let me, they need let me more people. You, let me tell you how, just to uh, uh, piggyback off the time of the show, I'm loving this central time zone. <laughs> Raw's over at 10. I almost went out <laughs> last night. This was SmackDown. SmackDown was over at 9. The show with Wade was over at ten fifteen. I was like, I can go to AG and go to grocery shopping, and, and, and if I want, they don't yeah, go to midnight. I can do something afterwards. I don't have to get right in bed or you know whatever. Um, but yeah, those two hours fly by on SmackDown. That last segment comes on, and you're like, oh great, yeah, yeah, right. So so do do you think down the line that they're gonna try to add like some sort of cruiserweight, welterweight? Uh, title on SmackDown? No. I don't think they feel it. No, no, no. I saw a kayfabe, uh, kayfabe uh, commentary um, post about <laughs> through the Cruiserweight Classic, I can't wait till WWE does the Featherweight Classic and add some guys, some super skinny guy, you know, 120 pounds, you know. No, nobody wants I mean, they're kicking ass and putting on great matches. I'm kind of with the whole. Yeah, and slowly came in on trap. Did y'all peep and did y'all notice the uh, tag title on on Raw now? The Raw tag title and the Raw Women's title. Um. I don't think I, I didn't think of, I didn't notice it and go, oh, they followed it. Okay, they do both women's titles and raw women's titles and How they gonna stretch three hours out of this um out of this um show Sunday? How they gonna oh, backlash? Wow. How they gonna pull three hours off out of this show Sunday? From a forty-five minute uh maybe you can use forty-five minute Keith Slater and Rhino versus <laughs> which would have been like if it's American Alpha and you use those right. you know that's that's a different level of athleticism. Right. Um, and forty-five minutes still stretch, I, but they I, can go twenty-five. I don't minutes. know why they're doing three or like a three-hour pay-per-view. Like I just don't. I think because you already have the network, you, like you, you don't have to put on a three-hour show because you just don't have. Okay, like here's another thing. But they're adding, was, they're trying to add value. So when yeah. they go to twelve ninety-nine and six months, here's the issue. Why is there a six-pack with a show? Why don't you have like if, if at least it's elimination? Yeah, but if they better the way you say they do. You have six of them. One night buys. Yeah, people get buys, and you have one on one match. Who would be the Becky Lynch and who else? I said Becky Lynch and Becky Dollar. No. Yeah. They get buys. Why would Nikki get, get a buy? That's not. I think because, well, she's the longest reigning in the champion. Huh? That's all you know. Yeah, I said her and then Becky because she was number one pick. Right. Same reason Seth got That's all. That's it. It doesn't. Not that it's flimsy, but all you need is a flimsy. Yeah. You just keep something to go. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Damn, Harry. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, the six-pack thing. First off, 
unless you, yeah, because Carmella, the likes of Carmella, and she has no business getting a title shot, even in the sixth one. What's she done to deserve a title shot? Oh, Anything else, Mike? Yeah, I mean, like, it'll be shocking if AJ doesn't win Sunday. You think it'll be shocking? Is, he, I mean, he had this his third title shot. Who? AJ. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good point. Right, like, I think it is, right. Like, yeah, I would be surprised, too. Yeah, but not to, you know, cut y'all off. Like, it's just like with Dean Ambrose, like, recently, I don't know, like, and I said it last week, it seemed like since after that podcast with Austin, it's just like, aside from, you know, the little promo he did last night, everything to me, he's been off, like, he ain't really been, like, showing me nothing. It's like a mid-car guy with the title. Yeah, no, I mean, I disagree because I, I think he's I think he's fine. But I get it. I get why people say, you know, Terrell's the same way. He's a, he's too, yeah. Do whatever. But for me, it's like, yeah, it's thrown them just enough where it's But I agree he's going to drop the title. Uh, so he drops it at, or he wins it, uh, AJ wins it at, at Backlash. Does Wendy Dean get get his get his rematch? I mean, don't they get Hell in the Cell on No Mercy? One of those? It probably is Hell in the Cell, isn't it? But is there two? There's a Hell in the Cell and a Raw. He's not a champion. I think September as well. That's the one Rollins is facing. Yeah, okay. clash of the clash of the champions. The champions, that's right. Yeah. So night of champions. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Maybe no, it's clash. Is 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 the clash now? It's clash of the champions. Yeah. So what happens in October? Oh, no mercy. It's a SmackDown one. Because remember that awful way they got got yeah, to yeah, no mercy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure Raw will have. Yeah, that was a And then I oh, think possibly. And I think by Survivor Series, they should do AJ and Randy. And but I don't think Dean gets this shot here early on. But like, who's like you, you start counting bodies? Like, who do you think who they trust? Like, is Ambrose fed up? And he decides Dean's the one he's fed up with. I'm not Dean. I'm not Dean. I'm sorry. Uh,
Because for some reason, I think Joe is going to get called up after the next takeover. I think that's the blow-off with him and Fiskin. Because the next takeover is in Toronto. He's in the sixth, so. Okay, you think Joe's going to be... I heard something interesting, Mike. Of course, um, you know, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, Survivor Series going to be in Canada with the Canadian champion, like exactly 20 years after the crew job, of course. Because that's how these things work. So, it's weird. But, yeah, um, you think Joe will like that? Oh. I mean, I, what you think, Trav? I think Joe. I, th- I think they have a perception problem with losers getting called up. Losers is in losing the title and then getting called up. I think if Joe gets called up before Shinsuke, it's just like, but but it's probably going to happen. And I hope he goes SmackDown. And I hope Shinsuke. Yeah. I see. To me, I I can see Joe going to SmackDown and be like not. Entirely like the Paul Heyman role, but like heavily being endorsed by like Shane. I think that that Joe could be Shane's answer to Lesnar. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going with it, Trav. Right? You, like, you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I think I think they do a real slow burn to, to, with Lesnar. Over the next four months, Super Saints and Shane at every turn. Do everything that makes you seem Yeah. Shane Shane does the logical thing and goes, no, 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 you'll eat me for dinner. You know, so we're going to get, we're going to bring in somebody that's going to take you out. And he brings you Lord knows I don't want to see no Shane and Brock because, it, to me, he's going to end up with a concussion or something, man. Because I don't see Brock going out of his way to protect him with them suit players. No, I don't. I mean, like, right. it's just... Yeah. No, well, it's like you say. You say Brock wouldn't take care of him. Oh, okay, okay. But it's like, what offense does he now? I said, it's like, what offense does he now? It's like, come on, now with those punches he was throwing at a fifty-year-old Undertaker against a wrecking machine like him, like, come on. Like, I don't want to see that match. Like, that is one match I don't want to see. Like, to me, you are executive now, storyline-wise. You shouldn't even be in the ring, period. Yeah. Like, that's what I see, man. That's what I see. And as far as, like, this tag team, um, I'm kind of liking, you know, the whole SmackDown tag team scene you know, more than Raw, because it was like they making fucking Doc and Gallows into a joke. Like, that was the worst segment of the year. Hands down. That shit was garbage. Yeah, it was... I know it was trash. You know, my five-year-old wasn't even laughing. He was just looking like, what is this? Like, it's like, come on. Like, they got to yeah, do better, like... Laugh with that nonsense? 
who was it that who was it uh, aimed at? Besides the jackass old man in the back. Right. <laughs> he thought it was funny. I mean, come, come on. They just retired the dummies. They just asked him, he said, okay, if you're supposed to be me from the future, name your favorite X-Men on three. One, two, three, they go going to say it's five o'clock. And I'm like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that shit was just so stupid. Like, I don't understand, like, they, like I said, they just, you know, pretty much got the Dudleys out of here. They should be serious. Like, in that mode of when, you know, the Dudleys was just wrecking everybody, putting them through tables. I'm not saying Doc and Gallo should be doing that because they got cool moves. They should be serious. They should be taking way more serious. I'm with you. But yeah. What the hell are they doing with Neville? Last, that's my last question for the night, guys. I'm not going to hang on and listen. But what the hell are they doing with Neville? He needs to... Oh, man, they just wasting that guy. All right, thanks for the call, Mike. I don't know what they're doing with Neville. Can't even jump off that top rope. Yeah, they need to just... Did you hear the homage when somebody called him uh, Mickey, uh, Mighty Mouse? Somebody called him Mighty Mouse a week ago, and I was like, oh, shit, that was a nod to the gimmick he was supposed to originally rumored to have when he came up. And I was watching that with somebody. Oh, it's probably dangerous. And he's like, they were going to bring him up as Mighty Mouse? I was like, yeah, the only thing he kept was the case of the original idea. And obviously he wouldn't have been Mighty Mouse again. Yeah, but he was going to be, they were going to try to make him the new Hurricane. Get into this email from Kayla. Yeah, so, and let's kind of kind of do it set it up. Yeah. Kayla is somebody I follow Twitter, follow each other. Now, Bullseye was one of the best wrestlers experience. Hey, as a woman, because have you taken a girl to a wrestling show? No. Okay. So you, I mean, you've been with me when my girl's with me at wrestling show. Of course, we're, you know, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the toughest guy in the world, but I don't like I might fuck up a wrestling show. Right. So we don't deal with them problems. Um, a girl I dated in high school and college, uh, we went one time, we had tag belts on, and, you know, she didn't show. Like, oh, so this is supposed to be the women's champ? I just didn't you know. Some of us had to get charged up. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine a woman going to a wrestling show solo, the kind of trash she has to do. But she said, Full Sail was a great experience. It really was. We didn't have a problem with it. Um, Paul, we talked about at the beginning, um, you know, her and my friend Lex, the two people I reached out to, um, you know, as women fans, like how they felt about the opening segment. Um, she let me know that she was actually, she was going to be in class during the time that our show runs. Um, and so she actually asked me like 20 minutes ago, she's like, hey, uh, how's the show go? Basically saying, did you read my email, motherfucker? Okay. But, um, so no, so I asked her, you know, how she felt about, you know, Sasha talking women's revolution and then, you know, throwing that weight insult at a fellow women's wrestler part of the same movement. And she sent us what she told me was a lengthy email. It was like it's in paragraph form. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So let me get, let me get she to it. She's trying to call in right now. Is she like calling? No. Okay. Yeah. What's the, uh... 347... 202... Let him call again and let him talk. Oh. Do you see, um... Do you see a, uh, a number on there you don't recognize? 
Nikki Bella Brown. Of course that happened. She basically, um, you know, she came that night for it and then beat her in a match. So, yeah, um, I think she's very dead on, especially with, you know, talking about you can't be a part of the future, hanging on to the past like look. Especially the negative past. That's what happens with the live show, folks. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you yeah. said. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find the lie, and I can't find none in this email. You have a lie. No. I am looking for the lie. <laughs> so, all right. That's a very good email. Very well thought out. And obviously, sent from somebody that's just, that's not a casual fan. Yeah. Like, she is, like, yeah, well, lack of better term, student of the game. Yeah. You know, goes to live shows alone, which is. I don't go to life. I'm not going to face you with a loan. I can't okay, okay. Much. <laughs> both her husbands for right, a right. to just speak it for the experience. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, uh, uh, Darrell does say on Twitter, the emotion Joe's showing now is how you should be as as a mad heel. No, he's on top of there. All right. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Bring Taylor on. That's how you do it. Hello. Yep. On the air. Wow. How hey. So thanks for reading my email. So background, like I'm a composition professor, and I have a bachelor's and working towards a master's in English. So I don't know how to write any way other than that. So don't joke. Don't joke with me about my paragraphs. Strong <laughs> enough format. It's appreciated. The comment about the the shirts and getting heckled by the fans. So, yes, um, normally when I go to WWE events, I take my little brother, right? So a lot of times, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll be standing somewhere or whatever, and guys are just so mean. <laughs> like, they are just terrible, you know, like no matter what you do, like you're assumed as a, as a female fan to not know what you're talking about, right? And – like I said, full sale is the only exception that I've ever experienced, right? So going, I watched the taping of CWC, and, you know, it was great. Fans are a totally different atmosphere. Have, have you ever been, been where? An impact in Florida. No. No, I haven't. I'm just in how, how they were. I know there are some really jerky fans, but... Yeah. All right, okay, yeah. But, yeah, so basically, like, you know, just what I was saying, it's it's upsetting, right? It's upsetting as a female fan, and it's upsetting as a fan of the WWE in general to see this kind of action playing out, right? So, like I said, it's incongruous, right? You can't, you can't have both these things. They can't exist at the same time. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really frustrating, right? Because I like Sasha, you know, I, I want to see her succeed, but, you know, like... <laughs> You can't walk around boasting that, you know, you're you're doing so much and you're so progressive and then, you know, toss around a misogynistic insult like that. Like, it's just, you, you can't do it. The most obvious insult you say to a woman, does that, does that because that's what offends me. Or the, because it, it was not creative. Like, insults are fine. You want to find ways to... to Let's find it. Get it. 
But if you want to do it in such an obvious way. Right, so, right. Think like, about if, the joke or the line you want to say before you deliver some, yeah. some lame-ass line. Right. So, you know, if you want to, like, come up with some kind of, you know, quick-witted insult about how somebody has no talent or, you know, whatever. But it's, like, the, it's the shallowness and it's the, like, you know, oh, you're going to comment on a woman's appearance. Like, how, how number one, original is that? Not at all. And, two, you know, how detrimental is that to the overall image that you're trying to peddle? Right? And it's, like, so I guess – the more and more I thought about it, the more I wondered, you know, was that insult fed to her or did she just come up with that on the spot? Because I feel like if it was fed to her, I can more understand it. But if she just kind of like popped it off, that's, that's reflective of, you know, the culture that actually hasn't changed that much. I have that that was a line given to her because she said it or someone said it before mm-hmm. about her, about saying, uh, it was somebody about that. Um, this is a message that Magnus said yeah. to, to Dana Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. The whole story right. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah. my thing is, there's no winning. Dana Brooks is a woman on the floor. She gets her, she puts on, I don't know, a calendar. Jesus Christ. And and now she gets a message sent to her. You better lose some weight. You know, it's just like, come on. Sasha Banks, two, three, four weeks ago, was too thin, and we don't know if we can build around her. It's too small. It's like, God damn it, which, what is it? Should I, should I starve myself? Or should I, you know, put on some pounds? It's, it's a no-win situation. For the men, it's even worse. And then let's look uh, if, if she's Match and the whole crowd chanting this thing at her. What have you done? Right. Right. That this right. fitness woman, yeah. that this bodybuilding woman, is the now, now the focus of your your body shaming ridicule. Like, come on. And then my right. And then you're pushing the jack and a different element than they've had. And ain't no way you can talk about. Uh, Dana this happen like this is the shit we deal with every day right like you know you're too thin you're too fat you're too whatever you're not good enough you're not this enough right and so then to turn on you know 
sports entertainment, which is supposed to be about athletic bodies and all this kind of stuff, you know, you have this spectrum of female representation of race, of ethnicity, of size, of weight, whatever, you know, what have you. But then, you know, the one who, like you said, is the fitness model and is the bodybuilder, you know, she's being called out for being fat. So then, like you said, you know, you've got Nia Jax. So then what happens there, right? So, and then that's a whole other thing about Nia Jax being separated from the rest of the roster, you know, and just squashing jobbers every week. It's like, okay, why is she not included, right? So, but yeah, that's, I just, I just find it all so problematic. It, it really is. I can't imagine. I mean, you qualified it, you know, as a woman, da, 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 like, no, as a human being, you got to look at that and go, this is, this is so unnecessary and, and, Somebody's just being Gina is is being forefront. Right. Yeah. I hate to say it like that because it's like, oh, what it hurts feelings. It's like, yeah, no, there's real issues in the world. Yeah, it's not, it's not my feelings I'm concerned about. Right. It's, it's little Chrissy and and Leslie. Right. Watching this, like, they don't look like Sasha Banks because nobody looks like Sasha Banks. And, you know, I'm being like, no, like, like if, if I can't, if I can't participate, at least have me see the validity of the joke. Every joke don't fit me, but that doesn't mean the joke can't be funny. It wasn't funny. Right. But, no, very, very good email. Uh, glad. Uh, Thank you. No, I appreciate you keeping the phone. I really yeah. do. Because really we can, we can, we can, oh, you know, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary for business. But, you know, Kayla from Florida who goes to shows, who is a woman, who knows what the hell she's talking about, is like, no, this is unacceptable. This is, makes the point that much, that much stronger. Something we've tried to do, um, I know at least since I've been a part of the show, like, it, it's already super cool that. You know, this is one of the very few black wrestling podcasts to black guys. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't exist in this space. And so, you know, all we can do is turn around and want more diversity, want more opinions, because the more different aspects we can tackle something from, the more we come to understand it. So, you know, like I said, we appreciate you so much. And, um, you know, these um, you know, other women who have taken their time and actually sought the show out, they didn't even know us beforehand and it's come on, you know, because, you know, it's, it's easy for a wrestling fan to say this is the way wrestling is, not taking into account who's watching wrestling. And as that audience grows, the product should grow. So, yeah. Right. Any, anytime, you know, you want to, you know, send in a, a, a thought out, or not so well, female like that, it's a topic where you, you know, have a, some silly feelings and uh, feeling about it. Yeah, don't hesitate. All right. Sounds you good. Well, thanks. Thanks for okay. having me on. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Take care. Good email. Good topic. Uh, let's, um, you know what? Let's, I think that's right. Uh, 864, wow. who's that? Hey, what's up? It's Charles from Myrtle Beach. Ah, goodness. Um, what's going on? I know you wanted to talk about CM Punk a little bit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to say, what do you think going to happen this weekend? 
I just right. yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, whether he wins or he goes three rounds. Whether he wins or loses, I hope I said this last night the way I hope Punk doesn't embarrass him. And people were asking, where's the punk bravado go and all this stuff? I was like, yeah, he's not, he's, he knows he's good at pro wrestling, so he can talk all that cash shit. He's not a good MMA fighter, so he's not going to go in there like I'm a bus There's no way to gauge how good he's going to be. Like, like for, for as much as we appreciate wrestling, um, wrestling is not easy, let me say. Getting in front of a bunch of people, not that I've done it, but getting in front of a room full of people is something that's easy for me. It ain't easy for everybody. So not only does he have to go to a room full of people, but he actually can't dictate his performance. All he can control is the things that he practices. He can't anticipate totally what the other guy is going to do. So if he go entirely the wrong way, I hope for his sake, as somebody I appreciate, respect, and follow for years and years, I just hope he doesn't make an ass out of it. So mm-hmm. That's why. Do I expect him to? No, because I don't think UFC is setting him up for failure either. Because they stand to make money off of it. Right. So, yeah, I just hope. But they can't help if he's just willfully unprepared. They can't help at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I hope I hope, he, uh, I hope. however it goes, I hope it goes the distance. Because um, I heard them punches with him. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um. Either way, is it really bad for Dana White if he, Punk goes out there and embarrasses himself or he wins? Because if he, if he loses and he gets embarrassed himself, he can say, hey, look, our, our um, fighters are real, blah, 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 whatever. If he loses, say, hey, we got a top star from WWE that's a legitimate fighter. So, really, UFC doesn't really have anything to lose either way. I'm, except, except a few undercard fighters maybe – Oh, I would that one of the should have been my spot. But they're not gonna you know, if they if they know what's good for their career, they're not gonna make too big of a stink of it. Oh, and even if the guy if that guy puts his fist clean through Punk's chest, chances are they still seem to make more money off a of punk win than that guy's killing punk in the ring. Like, it can only go right for them because they're gonna make their people people who are doing the overrings in the main event, uh I don't even know. Who's the, who's the main event for this, uh, Charles? It's um, Overeem, and I don't. I think his name is like Michael Johnson or something. All I know is he looks like um, that dude Iris Elba from Luther. If you watch that show, it's like a BBC show. But like, I think it, I think his name is Michael Johnson and Overeem. Wait a minute, Charles. All the things Iris Elba's been in, the first thing you say is Luther. You don't say not Thor, Thor two, not The Wire. It's Luther. That's the first one. Have you?
Hello? Yeah, man, it's on you. Oh, 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 my bad. It's like, you kind of going in and out. I guess I got a bad connection or whatever. But I'm saying, like, I, uh, have you watched the, um, have you watched the documentaries they've been showing, um, was like Evolution of Punk? I've seen a, I've seen a little bit. I saw a little bit of it, too. Okay. So, basically, like, it's progressing from, like, the first day he started up until, I guess, like, a month or so now. And, like, he's made improvements. Like, you can tell, like, he's made improvements. But, like, looking, um, uh, was it last, was it Monday they showed it? Whenever they showed the last episode, like, he, he choked out one guy. But, like, if you look at it, it was like, oh, was that guy kind of like, was he, was he trying all the way? Like, was it like a, more of like a confidence boost or did CM Punk literally, like, actually, like, choke this guy out? And with, with that, with that being said, like, going into, um, Saturday, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, he could come out here and ball, or he can come out there and get his ass whooped. Um, honestly, like, if, based on his improvement, like, if he would have started, say, like, even um, a couple years ago, by this point now, he could legitimately be good, but, like, with his age and with the, the limited training he has, like, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, it's a legitimate uh, argument. Typically, that does not uh, bode well for the, you know. Unless you're Herschel Walker, yes, maybe, you know, a, a freak of nature. What did he do? MMA. Oh, oh yeah. He was like that Bellator fight, Strikeforce. He could clean that guy up. And not because he was a better fighter, but because he was a supreme athlete. CM Punk is not a supreme athlete. <laughs> and most people aren't, you know. I don't think CM Punk can lay on top of a guy for three rounds. I don't think he has the power or the body control to do that. Because he's not a – they're probably roughly the same size. Yeah, exactly. He's, 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 he's got to keep a guy. Ooh, it can, like, the more we talk about this, Charles, the more I'm like, this could be <laughs> I just hope not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything else for us? Uh, how you enjoying it down in um, Cowboys country? <laughs> I mean, you know, at least they're in their own damn, you know, place. It's the folks like you that, uh, you know, pick me up somewhere else <laughs> north with your damn star. Cowboys fan? Yeah, in so, North Carolina or South Carolina. So, Charles, we, um, you know, Sunday night was uh, Texas, North Carolina, right? Uh, um, uh, Notre Dame. Texas, yeah, Texas, Notre Dame, I'm sorry. So, no, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a Texas guy with me and, um, me and my crew, basically, uh, you know, a couple that I hang out with. So we do the brunch thing early, then we go to this bar, and we're basically there from ooh, from about 3 until like, like 4 to midnight. Yeah, 4 to midnight watching the game. And he's fed up, and he, everybody else, and everybody in like 100, 150 people are packed around a bar that ain't built for that many people watching this game and hiding and hollering, and we went in double OT. Travis? Sat outside the entire second half in silent protest. No, 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 no. It had nothing to do with the game. It was everything that had to do with I had six mimosas before 3 p.m., a lemon frosted thing, and then beer on beer on beer. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go. Oh, I won't be home by 6 p.m.? Yeah. That's how I drank. well is what he's saying. I drank like I was going to be in six hours earlier than I was. And I was out there, no phone. Phone been dead since eight because I didn't bring my charger. Because I'm like, oh, we'll be out for a few hours. Uh, 
Now I know. All right, Charles, man. Stay up. All right, man. Have a good one. Charles from South Carolina, Big Myrtle Beach. Let's, uh, we're going to do what we did last week, bring Rachel on here. Last segment. Rachel Pittsburgh. What up? Not much, not much. I am watching the Cruiserweight Classic and uh, trying to figure out how to get rid of a echo and a thing I did earlier. Yeah, I saw that. I got kept looking like I was like, I don't know. I can't say you were recording now. We're testing it, but he's like, it's a recent video or something. Until then, I'll tell you this. There's a way. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a. But it, it takes some patience. Uh, and I, what to do? What else? What, what program were you? I use uh, Audacity. Okay. Mm. There's a tutorial. I, I couldn't tell you though. The free one. Yeah. Because there was a, when, when I was in New York with Wade, I, was, I watched him edit audio we did, and he ate the double, and all how he did it. Really, damn, we did it. I think we could probably edit I don't know. I don't know we've been down in the last two hours. But, uh, you want you to do this, uh, this straight from the stash, week 29, Rich? Yeah, sure. I'm assuming then we're not going to do the VIP then. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh get out of these folks here. here. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Did you yeah, have anything? Yeah, it's this East Coast bias that's shown up now that the show, the host has relocated itself. How is your bias against something that doesn't exist? Oh, wow. 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 See? See? <laughs> I'm going to get the census going. I'm going to start a census just for you, Cam. I'm, I, I, I put that Stay Mad Abby picture up too soon. I should have used it for myself. <laughs> Did you have wrestling stuff uh, that you uh, wanted to talk about before we get into that? No. Uh, the caller that called earlier from uh, Florida nailed basically everything I really wanted to talk about this week. As okay. far as the double standard, I've been talking about that with Shahid and Cam this morning and afternoon. The double standard that's been going on with men and women, and how, you know, the rise of Kevin Owens and everyone's like, he looks just like us, to you have a woman who's won bodybuilding competitions and she, you, 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 you dare as a writer or whoever, Vince or Dunn or whomever came up with that idea, call her Miss Piggy. Because that's not yeah, an Austin 316 moment. That's not something that uh, Sasha Banks said on her own. You saying she did or did not? I'm saying she did not. Yeah, yeah, no way, no way. I'd be surprised if she if she actually was okay with that and didn't have any. Maybe not something she said, but right thought. To my friend, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who I don't think is number one a, a piggy or you know. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what Wade was saying. You know, while I disagree with with some of his points on. Uh, uh, Ambrose, the whole idea of there's certain places you don't go in a promo because you don't want it coming back at you. Because Dana could have been like, well, you know, if you weren't built like a 12-year-old, maybe you could last longer in the ring. Exactly. Which she should have been booked to have and had that luck. But it was, especially because she was going get, to get physically you know, Right. 
right, let's, uh... Why Hillary Clinton keep emailing Josh? That's what I want. Well, it's coming out because he's on the mailing list. No, I, I can't get my I mean, if he wants the actual emails, you know, I could have Melissa send him one of the uh, the insider newsletters where Hillary talks about which corporations are going to get the bonuses when she becomes president. All Straight from them. the shill, I'll call it. All the evil ones. There you go. Yep. Hey, hey Rich, I thought Jack Saber Jr. throw a kick. I didn't know he did that. Throw a kick? Yeah, he does. He does a little bit of it. I mean, obviously he sticks with, like, the mat wrestling, but when he's in the ring like Noam Dar, these guys have wrestled, I've seen them wrestle, like, at least five times. Okay. In terms of, like, British, like, federations and stuff. So they're used to each other, so they can kind of play off each other, unlike his first round with Gulak, which was okay, but compared to Gentleman Jack, not as exciting. Now, oh, my God, these slaps. Yeah, go ahead, Travis. I'm sorry. Yeah, straight from the shill. That's going to be Melissa's email coming this fall. From the shill? Oh, no. Yo, what's up? <laughs> when Travis is tired and no one is out. Hey, stay mad, Abby. I'm going to say it's very nice. Yeah, I'm with Steve, though, about knowing Dar. And I'm with. Shahid on his reach. Wait, what's that? <laughs> Just right under your uh, Mad Abby picture. Oh, mm-hmm. let me take a look. Oh, boy. No, I'll fuck this goddamn. Oh, man. He got Florida up here? <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Oh, it's <laughs> me. I can't put my finger on it. Dang, Steve. I know he got issues already with Untitled. Now he's got to add in Noam Dar. I know he was watching Atlanta and got extra excited when that scene came on. He's like, yep, I've been there. All right, all right. Let's uh, get some good fashion so we keep it going. Um, Josh chimes in. Hey, guys, hope all is well. Fantasy football draft went well. Hope for a good season. Yeah, my Monday night was, uh, that was a reason you didn't get the pants ton of attention for all. No, we're doing had two fantasy drafts, one at eight, or one at the start of all, and then one. Matter of fact, I said it for seven o'clock. Was it? But when I'm doing it at seven two hours, and then from Washington, Florida State, Ole Miss, football is going to own my life. Well, the, tomorrow. Only, the only, the reason it, uh, it's, it's me is because I don't have the energy, so I got, I've been watching LCD, watching Sling TV, switching back to the man, trying not to miss a pick and still pay attention yeah. to all a little bit. So. Uh, Set your fantasy draft, people. Yeah. Season starts tomorrow. Set your fantasy draft. I'll set your fantasy lineup. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Josh, uh, number one, college football. This weekend was so good. Texas versus Notre Dame was great. Good to see Texas at the QB again. Bama was just awesome. 
Also, Houston did it again and beat a top five team. They go fucking win the Houston. That is, you know, make me like start to like. Oh yeah, Houston's gonna wind up getting in the Big Twelve because they're gonna want to keep Herman as a head coach because all the big Power Five conference teams are gonna want to get that dude because he's lighting dudes up year two. Oh, you mean LSU's new coach? Oh, see, mm, mm. Yeah. you mean that, that? That's why I wanted to save that podcast I did because. It's hilarious to me that a head coach of a of a SEC team told his starting kicker, you're going to have to give that scholarship up, brah, because I need a fifth defensive lineman, and he scooted off to Texas. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. He, Les Miles yeah. told, oh, my God, Les Miles told him that he needed the spot, so you're going to have to give the scholarship up. And he's like, wait, I'm the leading points guy for LSU in the annals of history, why? Okay, I'm I'm going to go to grad school in Texas now. Oh, wow. Rich and boys killing each other. But, no, yeah, Les Miles is, Les Miles is about worn out as welcome. Oh, it's becoming very good. Yeah, that, that submission changed my life watching that. I've, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You finished that motherfucker up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's why I love Zack Sabre Jr. He is a crafty mofo. And him being so lanky helps with it. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. mm. All right, so Josh uh, says my top five. Leader Josh is top five. Uh-oh. Houston, FSU, New State. Does that sound about right? Uh, I'm not going to fight, but I, I think he's giving too much credit to FSU right now. I, I think it, they won that game more because Ole Miss decided to keep, oh, my God, keep passing the ball than trying to win the, the game. There's also that. Yeah. Like, after secondary goes down, you know, and, and not that you get credit away from their win, but you don't, you know, get the team on you that early, you'll be a top five pick, but. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. I, when I when I turned on the TV before I fell asleep on Monday and saw that uh, Ole Miss was playing with a corner with a knee brace, I was like, "This ain't pickup basketball, man. You can't you can't do that out there. <laughs> you can't have a cornerback with a full on Steve Austin knee brace. Like I'm on drop back and be in cover three. I got this." Yeah, like the coach isn't going to say, we're going to run and hit your goes on this guy all day. <laughs> and that's what they did. And he would fall over and his, his knee would give out and tackle a dude out of bounds, get 15 yards added on. But, yeah. And really quick, yes. I was talking about earlier today that's entirely true. If they didn't rank people, we wouldn't know which games to watch. True. And that's kind of the truth. And so, again, it employs a bunch of people, so I can't be too mad at it. People are paid to be wrong about who we're talking. Was that you that said it was just about selling magazines? It's absolutely about selling magazines. It's about selling the dumbass preseason magazine um, that doesn't pan out unless they put Alabama as a top five team. Um, and it's about, uh, yeah, it's about bringing people on television to say things good about teams and bad about other teams. And they'd be wrong, they'd be right, and play that the next week. And it also gives avenue for people to puff their chests out and say, you know, 
I my team belongs to a conference that's better than every other conference. Even though that might not necessarily be the case, but because of the aforementioned preseason rankings, you can't disprove it. Like the SEC. There's some years when the SEC is awesome. There's some, like this year, where it looks like the middle class is going to suck, the top guys are going to be the top guys, and the bottom guys are going to suck. But you're going to say, I got three guys in the top 15, come at me, even though you know the ACC or Big 12 might have, well, depends on what happens with Oklahoma, but you know three or four themselves. Rich, didn't the SEC go seven and seven this last weekend? What was that? I couldn't hear you. I said, didn't the SEC go seven and seven this weekend? Yes. Sounds like the top conference to me. Yep. Count it. It's Alabama and the guys who Alabama recruited that had to go somewhere else. There's too many people went to Alabama. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, Nick Saban. I remember the stories they talked about when he was on the Dolphins and you couldn't make eye contact with him if you were a secretary. You can play that stuff in college because at Bama, it's now Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. But if you do that with some grown dude who was making $150 million or they claim it and then they cut him after two years, you know, that dude's not going to be caring about that. But these college kids who need a scholarship, that's kind of where that cognitive dissonance sets in of, this is kind of dirty, but I like seeing different offenses and defenses, so I'm going to ignore it for 45 minutes. Hunter Athletics are, are a dirty game, and people are putting their bodies on the line for other people to get paid, and they're not um, adequately compensated. And right. well, guess what? I paid my $40,000 to get my degree. I'm going to watch. Right. <laughs> I'm going to watch and enjoy it. You may be if you want to. But, yeah, it's We'll fix it one day when you know, people build rockets. People go to space. You can't tell me there's not somebody to figure out how to pay the kids. They just don't want them. Well, the, I, I always told um, some of the players when I volunteered with my school, like when we would get on the bus back to residence hall, I was like, you guys will get paid when the NCAA finally says we don't need to be tied to schools and rules and just become a private institution then we can make as much money as we want, and we can pay you guys a tenth of it like the NFL does, or, you know, 30% of it. But until that point, they're going to hide behind academics. And when they can hide behind academics, you get the guy, unlike Cam, who's going to say, I paid $40,000 for my tuition, and this dude, if he blows an ACL out, you got to walk it off because we got to win against State next week. Not great. Not great. Take that quarter zone, Chef. Yeah. Oh, that's like um, real quick aside. The Bills have a player, Chantrell Henderson, who was a really good player in Minnesota. Then he went to Miami, had issues with weed, wound up being a seventh-round pick. He had he has Crohn's disease. He got it last year, and or figured out he had it last year. Got Lord knows how many you know feet of intestine cut out of his body, and the Bills never contacted him at any point during the surgery, and they played the well shucks. If he wants to be a part of this team, I'm surprised he didn't contact us. They hear from him, and he's like, you know, I was hanging on for my life. Turns out this morning he gets suspended for marijuana, which he was using medicinally, because if you take an opiate while you're getting Crohn's disease treatment, it constipates you, which is the worst thing you want. It's one of the best for ulcerative colitis. I try to tell that the morning. 
Marty, he just fucking with his shove pills in his face to the doctor. It's the best for fucking Crohn's disease, and people just don't, don't either understand, don't, don't care. It's a weird thing. It's gross. It's deeply. Not alcohol. It's in his cabinet. Once again, uh, it's great. Something about the 1980s just gets me. Best part of being a dude is five who did not know said, I hope my son straightens up. I don't want him to catch the fag flu and to have a soft handshake. Dude went up to dude at the end of the meeting and shook his hand so hard. It was great.
Saved by the Bell. After, oh boy! After last night, I ran through, I ran through the summer job episodes. Anyone that thinks my guy is better than Saved by the Bell is crazy. My guy was shit. But Boy Meets World, it's, it's a it was a white family matter. Zach beats, <laughs> beats Corey. Kelly and Zach better than Corey and Topanga. Slater is better than Sean. Stay by the Bell has a better theme song. Mr. Feeney's better than Mr. Belding. BMW? Listen, Mr. Feeney's Boy Meets World. Mr. Feeney's better than Mr. Belding just because he was Kit. That's it. As an educator, I'm not. I can't entertain that debate. But as far as him being Night Rider, like I, I can't. I will never fight that. And Cam knows uh, my feelings on Zach and the body count with Zach. And I'm not a body count person. I'm far from it. But when you look at Zach Morris's array of girlfriends and you look and see that Topanga, Topanga was Corey's Make-A-Wish, I think she that should just explain itself. What show Topanga beats them all? Period. Oh, oh, I mean, come on. I, I showed Cam last night. He, Zach had a list. Fine. Zach had Carla Cugino and Kelly Kapowski. I mean, all of them. She beat them. I mean, matter of fact, I'm taking six from Blossom over most of them people. Over <laughs> Carla Cugino? I'm taking them. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really can't express, like, how a lot of this is an aesthetic thing. Um, I was not <laughs> My first day. I wasn't even so much. Oh, no, and that's what I said. Tiffany Amber Beeson was like 30 with my. Yo, on Fast Lane? Fast Lane? Good lord. She was the best looking woman on television for, for the two years that that show was on. I don't care about Or even if you watch, uh, if you watch um, White Collar on USA, I didn't realize she was the FBI agent's wife until like the third season. I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, she, she was up there. But no, the thing is, I. I'm not gonna. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> Josh lost. Josh lost this debate and then took it to another group and won the debate. He had to celebrate me the second time. You know, I didn't rub yeah. with the time. To, to Cam's point, because I asked him on Twitter earlier today, Josh's original argument was that Saved by the Bell. It didn't matter that Saved by the Bell on the whole was a soulless show because of the popularity of the show. But by the time he brought it to us in the group me, he sold it as go character by character and see who would win out as far as comp- competition of which one was better, which one was more, who would you rather have had as a friend or who would you rather say was the cooler person. And that's two different arguments. You mean to tell me Josh moved the goalpost? No. Pop, pop, Shazam, he did it again. As this is happening, TJ Parker gets their damn on which one, which one is fed up. They are definitely doing breakdance wrestling fighting right now, and I'm here for it. Very good. He just stabbed on him, and TJ Perkins looked like he wanted to slap somebody. Well, Rich was the one, or Swan was the one that looked like he wanted to slap him. Last last question. Number five, Fantasy Football Live. ESPN has a pretty good crew on Sunday show. Who would have guessed so long ago ESPN would have a two-hour food game just for fantasy? They've had that for a while. I used to watch it. I don't think it was two hours. Mm-hmm. 
I can't I can't watch any pregame for two hours. I mean, I used to watch Kenny Maine religiously in college because I always liked those little funny uh, vignettes he'd make. But there's only so many times I could sit and hear the same. Well, you know, the team got to play together and they got to they got to do as one. And you know, the team well, has got the most teamwork and a little different because they talk about points and individual stuff, not you know team shit, which was always was very uh, helpful for me being. A guy like I'm in a I'm in a in a wrestling uh no wrestling right um it's called the dirty dirty dirt sheet and mm-hmm. it's uh Will Pruitt and Barnett and those kinds of guys and it's twelve teams <laughs> and then quarterback it's one of those leagues where you you have to know who these people are. Because by the time I got my first pick, everybody gone, good was gone. It's right. so many people and so and so many roster spots that by the time you get down to the last, you know, six rounds, it's literally nobody that you've okay. ever heard of. Yeah, you better know who's going to be the dumbest horse or who's got, you know, whatever. So that's right. not me. Now, how do you guys do it? Because I know the league I'm in with 12 people. I do individual uh, defenders. So you have one defensive lineman, one linebacker, one defensive back that you have to build for each week. Yeah, I like that because you can you can you get a middle line, a linebacker that ten twelve tackles in a game. You know, two a tackle two a couple tackles for a loss. You you know that's a nice. Oh, Paul Pazlozny saved many a year for me, getting 150 tackles for the Jaguars or the Bills. And not getting nary a sack, but I get every week. I'm getting eight to ten points. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, all right, Rich. Good stuff as usual. We'll be back on uh, VIP next week. I'm sure. Hey, listen. As long as you don't accidentally, quote unquote, send me Central Time as far as when we're going to be meeting for VIP, and then start it with, I would have Rich here, but he can't tell time. We're gonna be no. good. I'll, I'll be. I'm pretty good about. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Cause Cam has this bias against the East Coast. Now that you're officially in Austin. If as if everything is based off the fucking East Coast. That's why they say eight, seven, six. Yeah, yeah. I'm you see, see, kidding. it's you, you. You say that now. Next week, I'm gonna have an Instagram photo with you getting Bevo the fifteenth tattooed on your arm. Might do it. Might get another little back. <laughs> It's like what? Right. I like I like cows. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good night. Rich from Pittsburgh, everybody. All right, so that does it for this week. Uh, next week again, we'll be back on our regular, uh, our regular uh, format. Maybe we'll know how technology works next week. Maybe. Maybe we can keep this format up and it'll sound better. You know, and then me and Rich, I know on a ride home we can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that won't be. Everyone's here.